0: we need to break the pattern at every single step. And so what pattern interrupt basically means is that there are typical patterns that we go into and as a result that the prospects go into. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. Do you ever get overwhelmed by the competing ideas out there on selling? You ever say to yourself, which of these approaches actually works? Well, for years, I said that same thing. And that's why I started to follow what the data said, what results said, as opposed to just what some guru told me. And that's what led me to the ideal sales strategy. I'm going to show you the only sales strategy you need to know. Check it out. So the only sales strategy you really have to know is the game plan selling DSP, which is something that I've written about for years. And it's really one cohesive strategy with three key legs to the stool. And those legs are where the DSP comes from. We need to be distinct, so we need to be perceived as unlike the competition as unlike anyone else. We need to be systematic. We need to have that repeatable, effective, proven approach to selling. And then we have to have that prospecting playbook, that list or that set of prospecting activities that we're following on a regular basis that we know is going to help us ultimately hit our sales goals. And so when we break it down into the three areas, I'm gonna give you just a a quick surface level overview of how we would look at each of those areas. So the first piece is that we need to be distinct. We need to be the complete and total opposite of everyone else. And so what this often makes me think of is what my dad used to tell me about business. He used to say, Mark, if you want to be successful in sales and in business, what you want to do is identify where everyone is marching, with the direction that everyone's going, And then once you know exactly where they're going, I want you to go the exact opposite way. I want you to do the exact opposite. And I thought to myself at the time, man, that's kind of weird. But now that I've gotten to see what works and what doesn't work, I understand now that we need to be the distinct opposite of what all the other salespeople are doing. Because just think, right? When you are watching this video, Your competitors are calling on your prospects. And how do you think they're starting the call? They're starting the call with some version of, hey, George, how are you today? Or they're going in and they're pitching their product and services. And they're talking about all the features and benefits that they have. And so what we need to do is start to think about how can we have an approach that really is the complete opposite of what they're doing. And that's what leads us to this idea of having a pattern interrupt. We need to break the pattern at every single step. And so what pattern interrupt basically means is that there are typical patterns that we go into and as a result that the prospects go into. And so what we wanna do is avoid those typical patterns that that this average salesperson goes into so that way the prospect doesn't go into that pattern either. So let me give you an example of an opening conversation, the actual start to the conversation, just the first couple of seconds of how most salespeople are starting a call, right? So they're getting on the phone with a prospect and they're saying, hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? Some version of that. And what we see is that that's immediately creating a patterned response on the part of the prospect. The prospect is naturally going to want to do what? They're going to want to move back because they're like, oh, this is such an obvious salesperson, right? And so what we want to do is have an approach that really breaks that pattern in a a powerful yet simple way. And so here's the opening that I would suggest that you use. And and I'll tell you just a little bit about the data in a second on on the the backside of this. Better response is, hey, Sarah, Mark Wayshaq calling. How have you been? Now, time out. What was different between those two openings? You'll notice that there was a difference in language, which we'll explore in just a second, but there was also a big difference in tonality and approach and the feel that the prospect is going to get. Now, the other difference, of course, is there were some different language changes. You know, I mentioned my name. I made it seem like maybe they should know who I am, but I didn't pretend like we went to college together, but I made it seem like, yeah, you know, should I know this person? And then I said, how have you been? Now, the data shows, very recent data shows that when you start calls with how have you been, you have a six, actually a six and a half times higher likelihood of actually scheduling a meeting as a result of that call. Six and a half times. It's a different approach than many of us have used before, but starting with how have you been has a huge increase in effectiveness. And what it's doing is it's breaking the pattern because they're saying to themselves, how have you been? do I maybe know this person? Do I know it? It's not its not manipulative, but it's just a little bit different. It's a little bit distinct in a way that gets the prospect saying, hmm, yeah, maybe I'll give them 20 seconds. Another example of distinction through through really a pattern interrupt is the response to the age-old question of, why should I do business with you? Right? If you've been in sales for long enough, you've had a prospect say, so why should we work with you? Or why should I do business with you? Now, again, typical prospect response would be something along the lines of, well, we do this, or we do that, or we're this great, or we're awesome, or we're the best, or we have the best service, or you get me, right? You get all of these typical responses that are kinda cheesy, and your prospect is already gonna have expected that, right? They expect you to go into that tap dance mode, that, hey, we're gonna dance for you and show you how great we are. Instead, A way to break that pattern is through a completely different approach to answering that question. So next time a prospect says, why should I do business with you? I challenge you to say the following. You know what, George? I really appreciate you asking me that question. And quite frankly, at this point in the conversation, I'm not sure that you should. Would it be okay if I asked some questions to find out what's really going on? And then I can tell you if I think that we're a better fit. Timeout. Now, what did I do? I answered in a way that's a complete pattern interrupt. They expected me to push at them. They expected me to put all this pressure on and instead I took a step back. I said, hey, you know what? I'm not sure that you should do business with me. How real is that? How genuine? It's so much more effective because what you're doing is you're taking all that pressure off of the prospect in a way that really makes them think, wow, this person's an expert. They're obviously successful because they're not saying that I need to do business with them. I'm so used to people saying that. And so as a result, you are setting yourself up for a lot more success in a way that makes you completely distinct from the competition. Now, the next part of this sales strategy is being systematic. We said you have to be distinct, systematic, and then have that prospecting playbook. And those are the three legs of the stool. And the next, this piece is all about being systematic. It's all about having a repeatable, yet proven system for selling. And so when we look at how can we have a systematic approach and what are the key components to having that systematic approach, it's really just three important phases The first is that we need to connect with prospects on a level that is going deeper than what they're typically expecting. Now, one of the reasons that human beings are going to be more effective than artificial intelligence or other machines at selling for a long time to come is the ability to connect. When we can connect with prospects on a level that is not guarded, not, "Uh, I need a little space, we are immediately inviting them to open up. And so what we need to think about is how can I connect with the person in front of me? How can I connect with the person on the phone? And one of the most simple ways to truly connect, again, thinking from a high level here, is to really effectively mirror what the prospect is doing and saying, and not in a robotic way, but thinking of yourself a little bit as a chameleon, a little bit getting to their level of approach. How do they come across? What's their vibe? How quickly do they speak? How loud are they? And starting to just slightly match that approach. And so again, I'm not talking about huge changes in your personality here, but what I'm saying is that if you're talking to a prospect who answers the phone and says, hey, Mark Wyshek here, I want you to also Raise your voice to that level. On the other hand, if you're talking to a prospect who sounds something more like, hello, this is Mark, I also want you to come down a bit. You're not gonna suddenly say, hi, you know, this is nice to meet you, but instead it's, hey, Mark, great to connect with you, right? It's it's just a lower tonality, and that's how we're connecting with prospects in a meaningful way. Now, we can go a lot more deeply into this. This is a big topic, this idea of connecting, but really matching our prospects and mirroring them in a way that makes them feel immediately less guarded. That's the first step to really getting through. Now the next step to really being systematic is to have a disqualification approach, is to disqualify prospects that aren't a good fit. In fact, I use the term disqualify for, for every prospect. Right? We've all heard that we need to, qualify prospects or persuade them to do business with us. What I'm saying is that we're going the opposite way. I want to use a mindset and an approach that's thinking, you know what, I'm going to disqualify people that aren't a good fit. And through that process of asking questions and understanding that realistically, only about 50% of the people that I talk to are really a good fit, I'm now coming across as I don't need this business. I'd like it. I'd love to work with people that are a great fit, but I don't need it. And so if you think back to that earlier role play of the why should I do business with you, it's just an ex- it's just an extension of the disqualification mindset where we're asking questions to understand, is this person a fit? So we're not going in with the goal of, of really getting it to be a fit, but instead just determining whether this is a fit. And if it is, then that leads to the last piece here, which is the constant feedback presentation. The constant feedback presentation is very simple, but we wanna remember that when we actually are presenting, we don't want to bombard people with with information. We don't wanna throw up all over them. Instead, we really wanna make it a two-way dialogue. And so the constant feedback presentation is simply this. You are going to be presenting a little bit of information and then you're gonna be getting some feedback immediately back from the prospect. And again, this this concept is much deeper than just what we're talking about, but I just wanna give you that high level, which is, let me show you one thing that we're going to do differently. You show them that, and then you say, so how does that sound, or does that make sense? And what you're doing is you're constantly getting feedback by asking these little questions of, does that make sense based on what I just said? and you're pulling them back into the conversation. So the conversation becomes that real two-way dialogue, and it's just back, forth, back, forth, as opposed to me just throwing up hours of content all over the prospect. Does that make sense? See what I did? It's so powerful, so simple, and it just naturally makes someone say, yeah, okay. The last component of this sales strategy of the game plan selling DSP is having your prospecting playbook. It is the third leg of the stool. And it is so important because again, most salespeople are going up and down, up and down each month, right? So they're, they're having some months that are good and then they get busy because they had a good month. And so they're not doing as much prospecting. And so then as a result, next month, business is slower. A prospecting playbook is all about understanding exactly what you have to do in order to hit your sales goals from a prospecting perspective. What I'm going to focus on is understanding the only metric that you really need to know. And there's really only one metric that most salespeople actually have to hold themselves accountable to. And that one metric is discovery appointments, discovery meetings, meetings, initial meetings, whatever the word you want to use, but it's those, those first meetings with a new prospect. That is the only metric that you need to track is how many meetings, how many initial meetings do I have to set each and every week? If I set this many meetings on average, I'm going to hit my sales numbers. That is the one metric that we need to hold ourselves accountable to. And so then you can, of course, work backwards from there. So so let's just think about the math for a second. Think about what your sales goal is for the next month. About how many discovery meetings do you have to conduct on average in order to hit that goal? So maybe it's five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 100. I don't know. It just totally depends on the type of business that you're in and the types of sales and the types of size, the size of sales that you actually make. Understand exactly what that metric is and own that number and live by that number. So let's say just, for example, your goal is that you need to set 10 initial meetings each and every week. So that means two meetings every day. And so as a salesperson, I'm saying to myself, I don't leave the office until I've set my two meetings every single day. If that becomes my focus, now all I have to think about is Well, what activities go into generating those meetings? And then I've got to do that activity, whether it's making uh, cold calls or asking for referrals and introductions or going to networking events or getting more marketing leads. Whatever it is, I now know exactly what those activities have to look like in order to hit that one metric. So having said that, now that we understand That it is most important to know exactly how many meetings we have to have each week. Now the question is, well, what what are some of the best activities that we can do in order to drive those meetings? And the most effective prospecting activity that we can really conduct is asking for introductions. And so what that means is asking people in our network, prospects, clients, people that we know for introductions to other people just like themselves. So let's just say it's asking your clients. Hopefully you already have some kind of a client base. And so are you having conversations with your clients where you're sitting down with them and you're asking them if there are any other people that they know that might potentially be a fit for your product or service? And then digging into that conversation and asking them if they'd be willing to introduce you to those people, not asking for a referral. There's a reason we don't ask for referrals anymore. People are kind of guarded about referrals. It's a, it's a buzzwordy phrase and it's not clear what it really means. What we want is we want introductions. We want that client to introduce you to that person that they know. And so by asking for introductions in a way that's not sleazy or uncomfortable but just genuine something that sounds like this george i could use your help the way i grow my business is by servicing the heck out of my clients, so that way at the end of the day they'd be willing to introduce me to others just like themselves people that i could really help i'm wondering would you be willing to introduce me to some other people that you think that i might be able to help now If you need to rewind and go back and listen to exactly what I said and just script out that exact phrase, then do so. It's so simple, it's so powerful, but by asking for those introductions, you are going to see yourself grow this business exponentially in a way that it's just leveraging the existing people you already have. So there is the only sales strategy you need to know. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.